Good morning, Radio Podcast, Wednesday morning. Got a uh, special guest uh, with us. I'd say you're in the green room, you know? So we've got Chris, good morning. I'm here. I'm probably going to hide myself and let the focus be on you guys in a little bit. Oh, you're kind of good looking. What's that? You're kind of good looking. You should stick around. That's like saying Uh, looking. Kind kinda is the key term there. This is not. This is a lot of ugly manpower right here. You know, this is you know it is what it is. So, hey, uh, yesterday Joel Lapama, a good friend of mine. We're going to talk about how we met. We're going to talk about his amazing background. We're going to talk about uh, what he's doing today and uh, how he got there. Uh, we're going to talk about his journey. We're going to talk about some common thoughts that we've him and I have had uh, on business. We're going to talk about some blue-collar business, What's their, why they struggle so much. You know, it's an amazing factor in North America. I looked this up last night. It really doesn't matter. It's Joel, you know, eight, 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 eight to nine out of ten businesses, period, uh, by year 10 are gone. And so I think it's a little heavier in the service business. I think that's probably even worse because, you know, the low entry fee. But before we jump into all this, we're going to talk about satisfaction in life and business, finances, life and business, health, life and business, mental, physical. And we're going to talk about uh, empire building and uh, why some people <clears throat> want to take and do it. They look at Joel and I and they say, man, you guys, there you go. Right. I like it. Uh, they look at us and say, God, you old guys, you know, you did it. Well, you know what? Guess what? Empires take some time, guys. Unless you're sitting in the right seat, the right time with the right people around you, it ain't going to happen overnight. So with that, Joel, welcome. How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. Thank you very much. It's getting cold here, man. We're single digits here this morning. Woo! Yeah. Already? Yeah. The leaves are changing real fast. Let me tell yeah, you. We, we, uh, we've had two frost already. Uh, but yeah. we are we are in Indian summer right now. It's beautiful weather. Still really warm down the hill. I was down at a uh, pretty cool event yesterday. I'll have to put some pictures up. Is that it was at a law enforcement military equestrian training uh, event, nice. and we went down and uh, networked with some other riders and some other uh, a bad word or a bad a bad a bad uh, group. That's a great group that's got a really bad rep going right now. The border patrol guys, just amazing women and, and men that are doing a very difficult job and people always associate our border. But I'll tell you what I was thinking about this last night when I knew you're going to come on is you think that our Southern border stuff, try to get into, try to get into Canada as an American without a, uh, without a, uh, a mask or a, uh, uh, a vaccine card, you know, you're going to get tossed out. So it's hey, October 1st. That all goes away. Really? In two days, it's gone. Our arrived can app is gone. Uh, everything's gone. I was on I was on an airplane that was uh, coming in, and they had a Canadian flight going out. And holy crap! It reminded yeah. me of uh, of an era of uh, in the 1930s in a country over in Europe somewhere. I mean, it was like, yeah, wow, they were dead serious. So, yeah. Anyway, we we uh, so Joel, introduce yourself, man. Tell the world who you are. Joel Lapom, uh, been in this wonderful industry for. Six and a half, seven years now only. So still green. My belly button is still dry when it comes to that. Uh, been in business uh, a hell of a long time. Uh, I'm 54 years of age, young. Uh, people didn't know that. Probably people assumed I was older. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I've been doing business for 
How do, how old do you feel though internally? What's your internal clock tell you? You you know what, Rennie? Uh, as you know, I I had a, a little fallback three and a half months ago. I had a heart attack. Uh, that's why I showed you know when you're talking about making right decisions, this is not a right decision. You know you don't want to go there. Uh, I went from taking zero pills to now taking eleven a day. Wow. Uh, but do I feel better today? 100%. I'm down 34 pounds Good for you. Uh, from when I had my heart attack to today. Uh, obviously changed my diet, uh, walking every day, uh, built a gym here at the home. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I was able to do that. But I built a gym and we have a lady that comes in and trains my wife and I. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're making life changes. We, 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 we want to be around for the long haul, not just the, you know, it's great to make it, but you want to be able to enjoy it and spend it also. Yeah, that's exactly it. So with that is you've got a, a pretty vast, you know, both of us, a lot of people might think that, well, you know, you come out of the detailing industry, but both of us have got a pretty extensive background in other industries that's yeah. really helped propel. So tell us about your background. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I, I played hockey a lot and, uh, you know, I enjoyed playing hockey, and uh, I was, I guess, the guy that would try to solve problems that were created on the ice, and uh, that was my job. So I did the what enforcer. I did. Isn't that called the enforcer? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, sometimes I got enforced, though. I didn't always, I wasn't always the enforcer, but you know right. what? That, that was the task, and and uh, and I was good at it. And uh, in business, I was good at it in business because. Uh, you know what? You pay attention. You listen more than you talk, and you learn, and and you try to try to see where there's weaknesses or where there's opportunities, and, and that's the biggest thing is is not trying to necessarily make things better, uh, but sometimes maybe making them simpler uh, yeah. might help the process. You know what I mean? Uh, I so. What's that? I dig. I I like that. I like that. Yeah. So it's not always. It's not always. Uh, like I said, it's always changing things for the better. It's sometimes just modifying things to make them simpler. And and you do that very well, already. And 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 same. You guys do the training there. We were fortunate enough to bring a very large contingency of IGL people up to Big Bear, and and uh, and when the wife started to do the interior detailing. It wasn't about, you know, she was better than anybody else. It was about that she was going to show you a good way to do it quicker, simpler, and to get the same results, which are amazing. And because that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants the amazing results, but some guys will spend six hours doing an interior. Well, they're not making any money today. Where you guys teach them how to do it efficiently and, and get the same results, but make some money at the same time. Well, I you think know. both of our organizations, I got this great saying I picked up, and I wish I remembered where I picked it up from. I think I picked it up in the gym, was that, you know, we're going to make suggestions, you're going to make decisions. And I really live by that because, yeah. you know, you know both, both of us preach a business philosophy versus a, uh, an artist uh, philosophy. Most artists are dead. Mm -hmm. I love the craftsman. craftsman mm -hmm. I, I've always considered myself to be a craftsman. You know, when I was in the field, I was a craftsman. I wasn't an artist. 
Was I artistic? Mm -hmm. No, I was a craftsman, electrician. Now, my brother came in. We had a bunch of, of, of electrical done here, right? And he's mm -hmm. a master level electrician at a nuclear power plant. Okay, wow. so he's pretty, pretty damn talented. Mm -hmm. uh, makes a, a, a whole bunch of money. Sold his company here in California. Sold his property mm -hmm. in California and failed. But he came in and looked at it, and he goes, I want to tell you, man, these guys really did it up right. So, hey, one of you guys have got some kind of notification going on like crazy. Oh, it's probably I'm, me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's Joel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy crud. Uh, but, yeah, it, you know, you can be artistic in what you do and make your, your, your craft look good. But you got to be really careful on that whole artist thing because that's yeah. broke. Well, it – and, and like you're saying, you know, and that's something that we'll touch upon because I made some notes in that. But, you know, when you said your brother came in and he did all your electrical and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll get into that later. But one thing that finished my background, I was in the food industry for 27 years. Mm -hmm. And as you know, in the food industry, the margins aren't high. They're, they're low margins, low margins, high sales. But, uh, you know, because there's shrinkage when you're looking at produce, meat, bakery. Uh, you know, and you got to manage those those things and you got to learn when to put product out, when not to put product out so that you control your shrinkage because controlling your loss increases your profit. So it's not only about selling. It's also about how can I control what I'm spending? Yeah, boy, that's important. And again, we're so lucky, fortunate, blessed, whatever you want to call it, because you know, we, we can go in, we don't need to sell, you know, when you were in the food industry and I know who you're, you know, who you worked with, you know, you were selling thousands, tens of thousands of items a day at each location, you know, hundreds of thousands of items across the entire chain. You know, look what we can do. Look at the sustained income that we can, we can take and, and assist entrepreneurs developing, but yet have a personal contact with each and every one of those people that they that they have as a customer. You know, you couldn't do that in your prior business. You could go out and say hello and greet them and be nice. But once you're out the door, were you really going to have a relationship with them? Yeah. And, 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 and it's knowing, like, you, we always looked at it, and you could take stuff that big companies, successful companies do, and bring it down to small company level, too. You know, like, we had the right product at the right time, at the right place, at the right price. You know, there was the five rights, right? And and you can look at your business and do the same thing. We know it's going to snow, Renny. You know it's going to snow soon where you're at. So, hey, are the windshields coated? Are you ready for winter? You know, do you want to get that? So these are things that we need to do now. When, I, when we had the grocery stores, if it snowed today, I wanted every cash register to have salt underneath the cash register so that it was that impulse item on the way out the door. God damn it, my front steps are going to be bad. Or if it rained today, I wanted the umbrellas at the cash register. Yeah, right. You know, you've got to adapt every day. Every Amen. day is a different day. Amen. Yeah, it's, you know, we never we never worried about bad weather. Uh, we had conditioned our customers, but it took a while, you know. Yeah. I would say in two or three years, we had a nice flow going to where they weren't ignoring their cars during the wintertime anymore. We had a consistent, by the time, by year five, it was very solid. I won't say that I kept our guys going 40 hours a week, but by year eight, we were going 40 hours a week. It didn't matter. I mean, we could have, yeah. we could have taken it up and in, in, in a notch and done well. So, 
So now that that background, how so the food industry for that long, uh, where did you work your way up to the position that you're at? Oh, I was vice president uh, for almost every company I worked for at uh, president at uh, at one point in time. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to say in my career, I probably employed over 25,000 people. Right. You so know, with, with that, where was your nose every day in your business being at that level? What's, what's the, what's some of the things that you were looking at that, that so, really right down the stream to a small business? Sure. So what I would look at every day are in big business, small business, we based it all on, on income. So, uh, so some people don't know Costco or Price Club at the time it was Price Club when I was there was one of the companies I was working with, and and what we were doing is every warehouse in in the management office there'd be a big board, and on the board it was the sales per man hour uh, numbers, and you know what we needed to hit this target for the week on our sales per man hour. So it didn't matter what we did. If we hit that number, we knew we were good. So it became a question of how do we manage that? And, you know, if Monday, Tuesday it rained or we had a storm, it was up to the managers of the departments to call and cancel shifts. If right. the people came in and that day their sales per man hour out of whack, I didn't care. At the end of the week, they need to be here. So that means Friday, Saturday, when it's going to be beautiful and busy as hell, you as a manager are going to be on cash. You as a manager are going to be filling the floor. You're going to be driving a floor. You're going to be doing what you should have managed at the beginning of the week. Instead, you didn't. So now you're going to choose to work harder, right? Because now you, yeah. you've got to cut shifts at the end of the week. And, and that's yeah. the same thing for a small business. You know, you, you try to be, you try to, okay, you know, you try to, um, if somebody calls in today and cancels on you two cars, and I can imagine there's a lot of cancellations going on in Florida right now. Yeah, right. You know, and God bless them, and I hope they're safe uh, and uh, and all that stuff too. You know, these Puerto, are Puerto Rico too. I got a friend that's down. That's there Puerto you Rico. go. They've been getting you know, hammered and every year. Puerto yeah, our, our prayers go out to all of them because it's just yeah. it's been a tough time for Puerto Rico and Florida now. Yeah. But yeah, but, it's, you're, you're you're absolutely. But now let's take that even further. Is that and I and I, I hate to say this, but now what you're going to see is within those two within those anytime there's a devastation, there's something that's going on. What happens at Home Depot? What happens is they're putting those generators out. Home Depot is actually shipping generators from the West Coast to the East Coast to su yeah. supply the demand. Part of that is is to help people out. The other part is there's a profit point to that, you know, and and they're thinking ahead like that. So that's a great point. Um, yeah. So 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 tell us. So, you know, this is what's really cool is PNS, IGL, great, you know, a lot of people would say competitors, and we are, but we're great competitors. We're great friends. We're great allies. We want we to we lift all these people up at the same time. But let me ask you this. Why IGL? Why, what, what, what drew you to IGL in those early days? Well, I, I was semi-retired, and uh, and my wife got tired of looking at my face at home and told me to go out and find a job. So we went out wow. and we found a we went out and found a detail shop in town and uh, started detailing cars. I had a, an elderly lady come in and she had a beautiful car. And she asked me about uh, getting it ceramic coated. I didn't know anything about it, so I 
went home that night, Googled it, started to research and found a company. And it's a very well-known company. And I contacted them and I said, hey, I'm very interested. I'm a detailer in this little town, whatever. I want a detail shop. I was never a detailer. Okay, let's get that straight. I hired people that were detailers. But anyways, we, we owned a shop and we had a lady coming in asking us about code. We were interested in your coding. And they basically told me to take a long walk off of a short bridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, big mistake. Uh, that company used to be, I used to look at them through the windshield. And today I can tell you that I'm looking at them in the rearview mirror now. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they created something that they shouldn't have, which was a beast in me. And uh, we, we, so we contacted uh, Kyong. And uh, it, it was a cool story, you know, and uh, he said, okay, how can I help? And I said, well, we're looking, uh, we, we'd love to get some Cody. He says, well, I don't have a Canadian distributor. And I said, okay, well, you know, here's my credit card. Send me what I need to know. And because uh, I wanted to try the product. So we did it and the lady come back and she says, I got five more cars. Can you do them? And I'm like, oh boy, okay. So I got back on the phone and I talked to Kyung again. And I said, here's my credit card. I need five. He says, well, we don't really have a Canadian distributor. And I said, well, what does it take to be a distributor? You know, because distribution, I knew. That was my yeah, business for 27 yeah. years. Yeah. So I know, how to dis- I, know, I know how to manage and funnel and get products in and out. And- so it just worked out well. And we came up with an agreement. And, uh, and then I invited Jeff, who was – Jeff came from the seismic data world. Like, you know, he, he was in the oil and gas industry in Calgary, Alberta. And, uh, and, you know, and he, would, he had semi-retired here. His wife was a realtor, but he was – so we were golfing together. And I said, hey, uh, do you want to do something together? And, uh, yeah, yeah, let's look at So I sent him the link to IGL, and he's like, oh, this looks cool. And this looks like it's taken – because seven years ago, coatings were just starting to go. So we decided, okay. And then we ended up at SEMA. The two weeks later, we had bought the Canadian rights. And uh, we went to SEMA and uh, – you know, love SEMA. Didn't like what we were doing IGL as a company, though, there. And we, because, you know, we had experience with trade shows and experience with dealing with people. And, yeah, you know, it just wasn't what we wanted as an image for the brand. So we had suggested that, hey, uh, you know, I don't know how well North America is doing in that, but uh, we would be interested in taking it all. And anyways, we came up to an agreement and that was great. And then we took it all. We started the company six and a half years ago. We had 35 customers and today we're over 5,000 installers. Wow. Good for you. Good for yeah. you. I remember, yeah. I think I, that's the, the, the year we met briefly. Yeah. And, and I would, I would associate you as you guys as a as sponges. Uh, yeah. You could just see you calculating and taking everything in. And, you know, I was like, okay, this guy's going to go somewhere. You know, he's, he's not your average uh, duck uh, looking around this little pond. No, we knew what we knew, but we didn't know what you guys knew. When I say that, I mean detailers. We didn't know your world. So if we could learn your world and apply what we knew and what we have as our backgrounds, Jeff and I, we thought that this is going to be awesome because our number one goal was, we didn't, our number one goal was to help people become more successful. We've done that since day one, because we've always said, if you have a dollar in your pocket, give me a nickel, let me earn the 95 cents I don't have. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? And, and let me show you how to change that and make you more profitable. Because if you're more profitable, you're going to need to buy more product and I'm going to win in that. So that was always our, 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 our whole goal. And, and, you know, talking about that, you know, I want to talk about a minute, like you and Mike Phillips, you guys are the, and us too, I guess now seven years in, but we're the old guys. We're, we're the dinosaurs. And I see today what's happening. And like you say, I'm a sponge and I, and I, and I, I see it and we talk about it, Marcus and I, Jeff and I, and, and stuff like that. You know, as far as the young guys coming into the industry today, they're more educated than in the past. We know that. They have new ways of doing things than we did. You know, dry ice, uh, steam, uh, none of this stuff existed back. Well, I'm sure when you were starting, you and Mike Phillips, you yeah. guys broke the ground. You guys, you know, you guys taught people how to do a lot of this stuff. And now you've got all this new technology. And so everybody thinks they know more than the next guy. And it's our job as the old guys to bring people back to be grounded because it doesn't matter how much you know or how much you think you know. How much you got in your bank account? Yeah. Yeah. How exactly. much do you think you can take that number and grow it? And it yeah. ain't because of the technology. That's going to become how you're going to manage it, how you're going to work with it what decisions you're going to make. And that doesn't happen overnight. That's where you need the old boys. That's where you're going to need that. Like, you know, the paperwork in order, that needs to happen. There's a lot of these new guys coming in. They don't have their paperwork in order. Any. A lot of these right. new guys coming in, they don't realize that with all the attention now on this industry, and, hey, there's a lot more attention on this industry today than there was when you were there, 100%. Oh, oh, man. So now what's happening is authorities, in order, like the industry, they're getting more noticeable. So now authorities are coming in from a municipal level, a provincial level, a federal level. And they're coming in, like even your town, your local town's going to come in and they're going to want to see proper filtration, proper training, proper drainage out of your shop, proper electrical like, you know, who did your electrical? I want to see the paperwork on it. And, and and they don't realize that because I got a shop. I need a 220. I'm just going to go wire it up. But be careful. There's a lot more attention to this industry than there was. You know, yeah, California standards came into play 2020. And I can yeah. tell you right now, I know we, IGEL as a company, our R&D team, we took almost eight months to convert all of our TDS, all of our paperwork online, to follow the laws because nobody knows this, but there's a five-click law in California. If I go to your website and within five clicks, if I can't hit the TDS for a product, you're against the law. Yep. Yep. And I can tell you right now, I can go to probably 30 of my competitors and they ain't biting the law. Isn't that... Isn't that funny? So I'm going to circle back on a couple things you just hit. You know, you know what's really got me a little spooked is um, reinvention. So steam, we, we started using steam. We were, we were one of the first, very, 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 I mean, if not the first, the second, right, in the industry. But 
yet people are reinventing it in a new way that's not new, but they're laying claim to it. Dry ice, the same way. We went back and tested dry ice 20 years ago. And I'm not saying there's, I mean, we love steam. We utilize steam a lot. Um, there's some, but the new spin on an old thing has got me a little concerned. Old, old products that are really outdated are being respun up. Now, that's nothing new to the industry, but this whole thing of, of the social media influencers, you know, taking and putting a spin because people don't know that history it's like changing the history books you know and um it, you know it just it's just and it's not because it's not me it's because they didn't dig, dig deep enough to know that we've been there done that and what are some of the problems with it and so th since they didn't dig too deep they themselves don't even know what some of the problems you know cause and effects are of it costs today you can't you can't justify and i mean everybody wants to get in on some because they think, like you said, it's the new thing, which it isn't. Like you said, right. 20 years ago, you tested it. But to justify $20,000 to buy a dry ice machine, you can't justify it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes well, no sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, 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 I mean, if you are doing certain aspects of it, gosh dang, you can't. But again, you know, Joel, one of, one of the things I asked you is, you know, what would you have your nose in when you're a president, vice president of these companies is that, you know, I have a major meeting with my 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 CPA and bookkeepers every single month. You know, and I'm, I'm not talking anything short. I'm talking, you know, it's a it's a lengthy meeting. And I we go in and, the, you know, we dream, vision, plan, execute. Um, but I'm on my finances every single day, you know, and have it, you have to. And I'm, I'm projecting and I'm looking out over the curvature of the earth to see what's coming, you know, constantly. We haven't seen the other foot drop yet for economy. Some people are already feeling it. Some people aren't. You know, we know it's here. It's not coming. It's here. It's just how it's going to hit us. You know, detailing's whole generation of detailers, I've said this a hundred times, whole generation, they haven't seen a hardship yet. So we're going to see how, how tough they are and what their, their, their capacity is. So, um, so, so, so I, Joe, you jump in there and you guys have really is, is I've, I think you're one of the foundation members now really taking and bringing the industry up and, and, and acting professional and being professional, leading as an example, investing, not just in your company, but your installers, your customers, your industry is that boy it you know we didn't see that and we still don't you know the other coding companies that are out there that just they take they don't give a thing how important is your relationship with 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 your installers why you know what do you cultivate there why is you know i know there's other companies out there we feel the same with pns you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive off the diving board for you nose first uh to help you out but there's a lot of companies out there these people gravitate to that are just taken and uh, the lessons I've learned from that is even as a detail, you can't just take out your community. So I'd love to get some input on that from you. I, I think the biggest lesson you learn is you got to see the trees through the forest. And there's, there's so many soapbox salespeople out there today. And they do a great job because they stand high on the soapbox. But a lot of it is lies. A lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of it. But again, there's so many young, innocent, uh, dry belly buttons. Again, I'll use that expression, but 
that, right. that, that, that are hungry to listen to somebody. And, you know, and that's the problem. They're, they're so excited to listen to somebody that they're almost going to listen to anybody. Mm -hmm. And, and it's mm -hmm. going to hurt them. It's going to hurt the industry. It's going to hurt their wallets. Uh, right. You know, I, I work closely with a lot of our installers. I call people, you know, we have birthdays. Uh, you know, I call installers, wish them a happy birthday. And they're like, why are you calling? You're the president of the company. Well, what does it matter if I'm the president of the company or not? Today's your birthday. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to acknowledge it. And I think that that's important. You know, and, and that's, these are simple things, right? They're not, they're not big things. But I think they do matter, Randy, because I think people then feel like, well, while I got you on the phone, can I ask you an honest question? Can I? Because I want to hear the honest questions. I want to hear the real problems. Because that's the only way we're going to get better as a company to be able to serve our customers. Yeah, I like that. I love the connection you have. So, you know, this is something that, and I want to, I want to take and kind of um, pre-qualify this before I jump into it. You and I have definitely worked our asses off, you know, um, is that getting where we've gotten, you know, is, uh, hasn't been an easy road, but I see something that's really, as I, you know, you just went through a, a, a traumatic life of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've pretty much, I think I've had one, not pretty much nonstop for three years, you know, three years ago, yesterday I lost my mom and, uh, it's just been, there's been a lot of stuff happen, you know, in our lives. And I've grown through that and, and not that I've become numb or dark or anything else. I've actually embraced it. That shit is just part of life. You know, there's going to be, I haven't really, you know, I had a challenging childhood, but did I really? Not really. I, you know, I was loved. Um, uh, there, I mean, my life's been amazing and these hardships are just part of the journey. And I know people that have had hardships and a kid, they've lost kids. They've, they've had cancer as a kid. I never faced any of that. So these little speed bumps I'm, I'm facing right now are just that they're just, they're just true serum, yeah. but the grind and hustle addiction is that, and I call it an addiction because is my brothers are all addicts of one sort or another. My dad, um, pretty serious drinkers. Right. And, um, I just stayed away from that because I watched that turmoil in them in their lives. But the one thing I did get addicted to, uh, and, and, and I wasn't when I was young in my twenties, I had fun. I was building an empire, making good money, but then I got some stinking thinking in my head, in my thirties, I've shared that story before. And I just went to work and I kind of forgot about life and it, 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 thank God I woke up, but boy, it took a while to turn that shit, you know, around is that it really, it really bothers me because there's some people in the industry. Listen, there's 20 year vets that do it like a rookie and there's rookies that are doing it like 20 year vets. So I, I don't like time in the saddles, not there, but it is. And there's some people that have got some people's ears that just talk about how much they work. And it really bothers me because, you know, you, you've got an expiration date. You don't know when that expiration date is on life. And you've got to work some enjoyment and happiness in there. So let's, you know, from your perspective, share, share some thoughts on that. <clears throat> I think like, so my sister, started to date the same guy from the age of 13. They got married at 18, 19, uh, you know, and the whole nine yards. My sister was with the same man till, uh, unfortunately, my brother-in-law passed away at 52. He had uh, pancreatic cancer, and it just came on strong. Never smoked a day in his life. He had a six-pack, great everything. 
They came back from Florida holidays, and then all of a sudden he got sick, went into the hospital, and next thing you know, I'm going to visit him, and he's got jaundice, and uh, two weeks later yeah. he's gone, uh, it, or a little longer than that. But anyways, so I, I started to realize about life at that point, and it's great to have what you have, and like I said, and then having the heart attack three and a half months ago, I realized that, man, oh, man, you know, I got, I got to, I got to start enjoying things. So my wife and I bought another home about, I don't know, it's been almost nine months ago, I guess. We bought another home about an hour and a half from where we live. And uh, it's on the 16th fairway. Oh. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm 300 yards away from Georgian Bay, which is beautiful waters. Uh, to me, that was important. Uh, and we were able to do it, so why not? And we're looking at a place in Florida, but we just got to decide where it's going to be. And, uh, you know, and now we look at what's happening with these hurricanes and that. So we got to figure out what, what places get hit the most, what don't. Because, you know, my wife likes Longboat Key. So I have no problem. We could go to Longboat Key, but is that a good spot, a bad spot? I don't know. So we're going to learn. But what I'm saying is today I helped my daughter get to where she is. Like she left university, my ex-wife and I, we paid all of her education. Uh, so she didn't have any debt. She's starting a good life on her own. She's in Korea. She, you know, she's, she's doing really well. So I don't need to be living for her anymore. Now I got to live for myself a little bit. And I think that's the problem. People are always living, you know, get your kids settled, get them in the right place, do what you need to do to make sure. But then spend smartly and grow like you know equity is a big thing and when you own property uh especially when you're self-employed that's your retirement fund guys yeah uh, you know yeah. you don't have a pension that the government that you're paying into that the government you know you're not that guy you don't work for the united states postal service or whatever which is a great job but that's what it that's what it is and, and the problem is, is you don't build wealth by having a job. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I'll repeat that. You don't build wealth by having a job. You build wealth by running a business, building other people's wealth. Because the more people I can make wealthy or rich within the IGL organization, the more they're going to help me get wealthier because they're going to need to buy more products or whatever. And, and you know, when we talk about like, I was talking to somebody that's going to your training, uh, him and his wife shortly and fantastic, fantastic people. You're going to love these guys running when they show up there. Mm -hmm. and, and I told them, I said, you know what? That's probably going to be one of the best decisions you've ever made. You know what you built inspired us to build the IGL training center. Oh, uh, I, I think, I think that proper training, not, not when I see these, coding trainings and people all gathering around a car to polish a car. If you're at that stage, you're, you're at the wrong stage. You're at the wrong place. If you can't polish a car yet, you shouldn't be learning about the codings. So, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's like, give me the keys to the car, but I've never sat in a driver's seat before. You don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good so point. these training centers uh, that are exclusively training centers, as you know, we're like you. We don't detail products at the IGL Training Center. Mm -hmm. And we're actually building it out even more now with other equipment 
for PPE reasons yeah. for some of the new products that are coming out that IGL is bringing to the industry. So, yeah. I, and, and again, it comes back to compliance. You know, uh, we, we do our training now and people come and they show up with their mask, you know, because we ask them to bring their masks mm -hmm. and they show up with their mask in their hand. And then Marcus got to tell him, sorry, that mask is no good. Well, what do you mean it's no good? Well, if you, when you buy the mask, the mask comes in a Ziploc bag. The reason they have a Ziploc bag is because that mask got to go back in that bag every time. And the reason they have lines on the bag is because you got to put the dates on there when you use the last, when you put it out last, when was the last time you changed the filters. And you got to initial all this stuff. Because if an inspector comes by and that ain't okay, he can shut you down. Yeah, boy, it's it's so true. And, and you know, it's uh, coming up, I had sense, I mean, we, we, we deal with chemicals. Whether they're harsh chemicals or mild chemicals, water-based doesn't matter. They're chemicals, and if they're if they're if they're on you, they're in you. If you're breathing them, uh, you know people are. Re I see pictures with people redoing headlights all the time, and they're sanding down headlights. And I'm I'm like, do you know what you're breathing? Do you know the long term? Well, the carbon and plastic isn't the healthiest thing. No, you know, especially when it's taken down to the you know to the micro and nano levels. And so, you know, you, 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 a lot of young people don't think that you're invincible. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're Superman. You're not going to, let me tell you, I've gone on and unfortunately, and you know what my, my side gig has been most of my life. I've seen very young people die. Very, very young people die. I've seen and, a lot of people my age and that's why we're making the changes now, right? You got to yeah. change. Yeah. And, it, and don't wait to do it. Is that, you know, I had the right idea when I was in my twenties, man, I wasn't partying. When everybody else was out partying, I was building my business. Yeah. When everybody else was out partying again on the weekends, I was up mountaineering. Uh, when everybody else was partying, I, I was volunteering for a rescue team. Um, I built me up. You know, I built my personality. Uh, and, and, and some of those personalities that those early years, the things I was exposed to, you know, with getting in the field and going on rescues and stuff, did kind of make me a little more harsh in some ways, you know. And so even that wasn't good, but boy, I'll tell you, if you don't balance it out, you know, you're not. So let me, let me ask you this, is that um, satisfaction, I'm going to go down and just name things, is that, you know, there's a, a satisfied mind and a satisfied mind starts, you know, the, the day, are the, the, the day we're the smartest in life is the day we're born, is we are capable at birth of understanding, I think it's 22 or 23 different dialects of, of language. As our parents and the people around us start speaking to us, our little brains start taking off on what language we're going to speak. Um, within just days of that, we are primarily we're primed for that primary language, and 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 that's why they tell tell people to teach their kids multiple languages at a younger age because they can adapt. So you know, the younger that you can start taking and learning these lessons is a satis be satisfied with life, but be satisfied with business and build a business that will allow you to have a satisfied life. So I'd love to hear your, I'd love to hear, hear your input on that. You know, you know, I was fortunate enough. I haven't been able to see my daughter, my granddaughters for two and a half years because of COVID, but this summer uh, we were able to see them. So they came over. Uh, Ara is three and Nari is five. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they speak Korean, they speak French, and they speak English. Wow. Three wow. years old and a five-year-old. Yeah. Uh, 
and, and, and you know what? I, th I thank my daughter, obviously, for that because we are French Canadians. We're not right. Quebecers, but we're French Canadians. Right. And, and, uh, and my daughter speaks five uh, languages she can, wow. she can communicate in. So uh, very, very fortunate. And it's going to give them different opportunities that I've never had or whatever. And that's great. Um, satisfaction uh, is so important because you want to wake up every day feeling that you've contributed or that you're about to contribute to, to good things, to, to something that's going to happen. And I remember seven years ago when we started this journey or six and a half years ago when we started this journey, we coined the phrase family. You know, we were the first ones that coined that phrase. And, uh, and, and I'm not bragging about it, but I'm just stating it. And the reason we did that is because we truly believe that if you're inviting your customers in, like I said, we spend 90% of our time trying to help our customers grow their business, not sell them a product, help them grow their business. They'll need to buy the products. And some of them might be mine, some of them might be PNS. I don't care what they buy, but the more that they're growing, the more that they're going to spend, right? It's, it's, it's mathematics. So to me, satisfaction was really, you always want to see a family member succeed. You know, you don't want to see your brother uh, not succeed or your sister not succeed. And that's why we coined that phrase back then is we wanted people to really be part of our family. We wanted, if we're going to succeed, we want everybody that's working with us to succeed also. And today, the word family is just thrown around so much, Rennie. Uh, and, you know, all oh, come and be part of our family. By the way, did you buy this or did you buy that? that's not what it's about. That's not what a family does. Right. Absolutely. You know, sometimes it's a matter of how can I help you as a family member get through these tough times? You know, there's not a lot of suppliers out there that are going to say, oh, okay, well, you know, but we're going to try to look at things differently with you and figure out, okay, what is it that maybe you're doing wrong? You know, let's sit down and talk about it. You know, we got, we got a couple that are doing an amazing job and, and I've been mentoring them for two, three years on and off. And I got a call the other night saying, Hey, can we, can we maybe have another hour chat or two hour chat? And I do it. Absolutely. And you know what? I don't charge anybody money to do it. Like right. other people out there that charge people and the people that are charging people don't even have the qualifications to do it. They're plagiarism. They're great at reading books. They're great at putting out lines that they saw in a book or whatever, they make it, they're great salespeople. They're great at doing, but that's not true. You know, you can't do that. You're not doing it from the heart. If I say, yeah, Renny, I'll talk to you for an hour. By the way, send me 98 bucks first, mm -hmm. and then we'll get on the phone. Right. You don't send me 98 bucks, fuck, go drown. I ain't throwing you the light jacket. You know, you know it's funny, because when before I started training, in my early days of training, there was so limited, and I'm talking, gosh, this is this is a long time ago is that, you know, the forums were just really getting alive, right? And I was just getting hit up, and, and I got so flustered, Joel, with talking with people, and I'd put a post out, and I'd write it, and then somebody would say, hey, man, I really want to pick your brain. And so I'd get on the phone, and I'm like, you're asking me the same things I just wrote about. Yeah, but, I, you know, they wanted a shortcut. So I started telling people, yeah, I got to pick my brain fee for 95 bucks, you know, is because if you're not going to read it and you want me to, to, to spoon feed it to you, 
So I always tell people, listen, I will spend time with you, but you better do your homework. And again, if you're not going to listen to me and you go out and you hurt yourself, that phone, that don't, don't, don't call again. I, I, I help somebody and we all know and uh, who we all know uh, has a good business, uh, could definitely be better, better business. Uh, they hurt themselves more than they realize. And, and, you know, you try to coach them the right path, you know, stop doing this, stop doing that. You've got a good opportunity. Go do this, go do that. And then two hours later, you see them back over here doing the same fucking bullshit. Yep. And, and then they call you back three days later saying, oh, well, what am I doing wrong? And, and, and it's the same story. It's repetitive, right? So after a while, you get fed up and you get pissed off and you, you know, you, you, you still want to help and you still tell them, I want to help, but you got to fucking listen. That's it. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah. sorry for swearing, but then, then what they do is sometimes they say, well, what would you do differently if you owned the company? Well, I'd fire you. That'd be the first thing I'd do. Yeah, you're in the way. You are in the way of your own business. Yeah. And there's so many people like that. And they're like, what? You would fire me? Absolutely, I would. Yeah. And then yeah. you know what? You would still make a percentage because you own the business. No problem. You'll be richer by me running your company than by you running your company because I'm going to do it right. Absolutely. You know, my good friend, Angela, she's out of, uh, she's out of, of Washington State, but she's moving to the East Coast. She had a great observation, Joel, and, and this this leading us down in the past. She goes, you know, we're talking about burnout. And she, she, she said, you know, Rennie, are people really burned out? Or do they build a business that is successful and they just don't know what they're doing anymore? They don't know their books. They don't know, they don't know their taxes. They don't know how to – they're not a good – they're, they're, they're not a good leader. They're not a good follower. Are, are they just burned out or are they really uh, messed up because they don't know what they're doing? And, and, you know, there's a lot of small business owners that are spinning their wheels and going so fast and they haven't outsourced anything and they're trying to be everything in their company and it's not going to work. Well, I, I'm super fortunate to have Jeff Carey as my partner. And, you know, we're yin and yang, we're white and black, we're whatever, because we're two totally, totally different people. Uh, Jeff manages our inventory, manages all of our accounting, manages all of our finances. Jeff is the, he's the number guy. He knows numbers more than anybody else in the world. You know, we're, and, and you're talking about farming things out. If you don't, you may get yourself into trouble at some point in time. We, uh, we use PricewaterhouseCoopers as our accounting firm. So it's not a small It's a big accounting firm. And, and we do it for certain reasons. And the U.S. is not something that we're used to, okay? And people don't realize this, but once you reach economic nexus in a certain state, you got to start charging taxes at a certain point. You got to start. Things change. So people will say, well, why is it all of a sudden today I got to pay taxes and yesterday I didn't? Well, because as a company, we've reached what's called economic nexus in the state of Florida. So now we are bound to do this, which is the law. And, and you know what? Every state is different. Some of them have three or four different things, like the state of New York. There's different nexuses depending on counties and different things. <laughs> and they say to me, well, so-and-so company never did that. So-and-so company never did. I don't care if they don't do things correctly. Yeah, that's not, yeah. that's not my business. That's not my business. 
PricewaterhouseCoopers tells me I need to do this correctly to keep IRS out of my books and out of my house to do this right. So we know our company is ran properly. When it comes to inventory, we knew that there was going to be an issue. You know, we were seeing companies doing price increases after price increases after price increases. So Keong committed to so much raw material. We committed to so much product. Uh, you know, we, we, were, we were able to maintain our prices during the whole two and a half, three years. We just had one price increase in the last well, five and a half, six years. And, yeah. and you know what? We did that because we knew what we needed to do in proper planning. You know, I know some companies uh, discontinued products that were doing well just because of the cost of the raw ingredients that went into those products. You know, they were selling X product to a detailer for $20. And because of the raw ingredients, now I would have to sell it to the detailer for $48. Made no sense. So instead, what they did is they just discontinued the product. We're going to shelf it for now because we mm. can't build the product at a reasonable cost anymore, right? Yeah. And, and detailers don't understand all those schematics. So what we deal with, they deal with also, but on a minuscule level, like at Absolutely. the shop level. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So finances, life and business, you know, my, my take on this is I'm going to tie it into, um, I, I'm just going to blurt stuff out because it, it affects, A, you got to have a life. You got to invest in fun from day one, even in your broke. I, listen, everybody thinks that I was born, I wasn't born into a dollar. Yeah. You know, and, and I've had to create, but I will tell you this, I've got regrets of not doing things when my kids were younger, you know, got way too into my businesses, way too into, you know, they just wanted to go camping. Well, my side gig, I was outside sleeping on the ground quite a bit. That wasn't something I really wanted to do. Shouldn't have been about me. You know, I made it about me. Shouldn't have been about me. Yeah. But in life and finances is real property. Is your company, if you want to take and get, everybody tells me, and I hear this all the time from these small one-man shops. You know, well, my retirement, I'm going to sell my company to to who? To who, who who's going to? Who's going to? They're going to wait until you close the doors, and then they're going to rent the same building that you've rented. So why don't you own the building and sell him the rent after yeah. that? Amen. And you, you know, know, you can almost get you almost give them the company. You just take a piece of it, almost give them the That's company, it. and and lease the building back to them. And there's your there's your there's your there's your second or third home right there, you know? Yeah. I was so proud of uh, Justin Lobato, what, right. what he did recently. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I, I called him and I congratulated him on it. And I, Big. And I Big. told him, I said, you know, Justin, this is probably one of the best moves you've ever made or ever will make. Yeah. You know, it's great to buy a restaurant, which fantastic. He did that too. That was awesome. But I think that what he built, he can't let that go because he's got such a reputation. And people for years, even after he's gone, are going to go to that location to look for a detailer because that's how they were trained in their mind. Well, those that don't know, so he, the first thing he did is he had a small, it's like a 6,500 square foot building. Our shop is pretty, Joel, you've been here, it's 5,000 square feet. So Correct. he's bigger, right? And he, the, he had a small, I'll, I'll say, 2,000 square foot detailing shop on the building. Well, he ended up buying his, his, his neighbors out that were a PPF film company. They did window tint. They did, you know, vinyl wrap. They did all these different things. He bought them out. And then most recently this year, he closed and bought the whole building. <clears throat> so he owned it. And so, um, you know, we've, we've owned commercial property a couple times through our career. 
And it's cool because, you know, you guys that are 20 and 30, you think, oh, my God, Joel and Brandy, they're older and they're 50. Let me tell you, did you hear that? Because that's how fast it's going to go by. And if your ass doesn't listen to us, you know, and Chris is on. Chris has owned his home for 20, 30 years. Uh, you know, people tell him I can't afford a home. You can't afford not to have a home. Uh, interest rates are too high. Interest right. rates are still relatively low compared to what we've seen and what we could see. Uh, stop making excuses if you're 20. Uh, you don't need the Taj Mahal. Matter of fact, our house, Joel, you've seen it. We went from almost a we went to from a forty three hundred square foot house to a very realistic house, but now we've got properties you know that we still own and we're getting more. I told Chris my you know I turned in we we had a great deal with Porsche and it ended. Uh, they just it, they don't need influencers. They didn't need us. They don't need anybody to sell cars anymore, right? And so we went very modest. And Chris going, what are you going to buy? You know what are you going to buy? I said nothing. Not until my I got, I'm going to I'm going to buy another piece of property, investment piece of property. Then I'll go look at. They're smart thinking, you know. Well, and, and the difference is, is everybody's like they're looking at us and they're saying, "Oh my god, oh my god!" But what they don't realize is, I'm 54. I don't know how old you're already. What 55, 56? Yeah. So I knew we were close, but I I could go away tomorrow and I'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and that's what they got to remember is I'm doing this because I enjoy doing this. Right. Absolutely. And, and and I like that I can help people do what they're doing. And I want more people to be in the position that I'm in where if they want to walk away and, and, and say, you know what, I can go golf every day. I can go on the water every day, you know, and, and that's what I'm doing. I'm just preparing my next step. And, and you know, we we're listen, I was able this year to almost eliminate myself from our other business that uh, my wife uh, is the president owner of and uh, because it's a much bigger business than what I have also. But I was almost able to, I used to work seven to 10 days a month helping her all the time. And I think I'm down to two now. Wow. Wow. You know? Wow. So that's yeah. Awesome. And, and, awesome. and that's it, you know, but that doesn't happen overnight. You've got to have the right people to do it. I'm not promotable or I can't walk away unless somebody can do what I do and do it yes. as well as I do it. Yes. And I'm not saying that to brag. But I'm saying that I see I'm a foresighter. I always look ahead and I've got I've got to make sure that the people that we employ, they're looked after all the time. Jeff and I, we always make sure our people are looked after all the time, you know, and uh, even Jen Turcott, who was with us for the longest time, she wanted to go back into detailing. And I support that 100 percent. She was like a second daughter to me. And, and you know, and. and and, you know, and she didn't have a father figure or whatever, but she'd call me and ask me different things. And I would give her advice and, uh, you know, she'd take it and run with it and good for her. And, uh, you know, did I feel bad because she wanted to leave IGL to go back to detail? Absolutely not. It's a choice that she wanted to make. And, you know what, she still uses her product, still does whatever she does and good for her. Right. You know, we're never going to stop people from wanting to grow. That'd be a mistake. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, it's, it's also, you look at here is that if you're 20, 30, something, 40, something, 50, so I don't care what age you are, is that, you know, is doing things right. So it's pretty cool because, um, you know, 08 disrupted a lot of things, right? It, it definitely dis disrupted my life and it just kind of changed the, it changed to that. It took two years by 2010, our trajectory is back on course. So it was just a setback, but 
is that we had to get back on courses. It, you guys, it's not just necessarily what you make and what you bring in. It's what, how you're spending it and then how you're paying taxes on it. A lot of people don't think about that. Is you can here in, in the States, you can take and start a medical health care savings account, and that's all before tax dollars. And you know you're going to go to the dentist. You know you're going to go to the doctor. You hope that you don't have a, a severe injury or illness. But if you do, that account's there. And you can use that for all medical things. You can put Roths into action. You can take and do all kinds. You, you stop small thinking. And, and real real property, well, I can't do that. Well, go in and partner up. Like the mafia, you know, Joel, what we're looking at right now is we've got some really, really successful people in our group. And I said, guys, why aren't we doing a co-op and going out when somebody has a, a is, is, it wants to get a shop, why don't we go build a small development, put them in their shop, they become... They, they lease for our co-op, and the co-op owns the whole damn building. Hey, you're talking Mennonite now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex yeah, ex yeah, I am, right? Right, yeah. Exactly. 100%. Who, exactly. owns more, who owns more vacant land in North America? The Mennonites. Yeah, yeah. and so why, why, you know, we've got to get out of this small line thinking when it comes to our finances. And having a, a – we, we had, a, we had a, a Tom Shea, a good friend of mine. If you haven't met Tom – meet him he's at different events he's at SEMA. tom's an amazing guy is you know he told me probably 10 15 years ago listen your best friend should be your cpa and your cpa really you need to mix it up about every five years they get a little stagnant and and they they don't they're not as aggressive and you know our newest cpa is about two years in whoo is she mixing it up and the funny thing is her brother is our cpa before that and, but she specializes in more small business like us. He's the big time guy, right? She's a smaller man. She has done us so much good. Well, and she'll I'll, see things that he didn't and she'll know right. things. And it's yeah. Crazy. And you know, she's a, she's a one person operation yeah. with a great bookkeeping organization that's separate. And we, we take in, matter of fact, they just now, just as of last week, they've got all of my finances. They pay my bills. They, they do everything for us. I just go in and look at the app that they send out. And, you know, they can't get everybody's like, well, I don't want them into my, they can't steal anything. No. You know, I mean, they can't, no. if your eyes are on it, they can't steal anything. And you know what? Even if it's bad news or good news, whatever, you want to be informed right away. So yes. I'd rather have somebody that's going to tell me. And, and that's like when you walk into a shop or any, you know, people that have owned shop for 15, 20 years, they walk in every day they see the same thing. So they don't see the mess. They don't see the clutter. They don't see the, the yeah. crap. So when I walk into a shop, I look and I see what I see. And then I usually pull them aside when it's my first visit or whatever. And I say, Hey, Ren, can we sit down and have an honest talk here? Because I'm going to tell you what I noticed when I walked into your shop today. Absolutely. And, 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 and you know what? And I'm not saying that you're bad. I'm just saying that you were so used to seeing the same thing every day. You didn't see how dirty it was. You didn't yeah. see the problems that you have here right now. You know, it's funny. I was walking, I was, I was, I was, I was coming in today for this just literally an hour ago, hour and a half ago. And I noticed something that's been bugging me for six months. And I go, okay, when am I going to take care of that? You know, when am I going to take care of it? Stop yeah. looking at it. You know, it's there and do something, take action on it. And was so, it my cutout? Was it my cutout on top no, of your grid? No, we, we scare the shit with, we, we do that with, we, we keep moving it on Chris so that it pops in. It was, so, it, was, hey, it, was, it was probably that sign that fell down, huh, that I haven't fixed yet. Yeah, no, I got tape for that. No, it wasn't that. It was something else. It was something else. 
So let's talk real quick about, you know, uh, health is that we've shared your struggles. I've got, uh, I've got a thyroid disorder that I've probably had most of my life. Just didn't know it until recently. The stress of my mom uh, brought it, brought it on stronger. You've had your issue with your ticker, right? Um, you know, there's no, there is no, you can't start early enough and you're never too old to start living healthier, you know? So if you've, you know, I, I was sitting last night, I went to take and, and pick up our, our dog's 14 and he loves Chick-fil-A. And so I, I, I stopped to, to get him some Chick-fil-A nuggets on the way home. And I'm looking around, there's a lot of young people in there. Something that just, some, some, it's right by a college. Couldn't believe how many unfit young people there were. I mean, really, really not fit, not healthy. It's a tough, it's a tough topic because you, you, you've got to be careful. Uh, even when employing people, you've got to be careful. You can't yeah. push people aside because of certain, you know, oh, disabilities or whatever. You've got to be careful. But, you know, it's it's like Chris. I'm so proud of him. He's gotten on a program, you know, and he's taken weight off. You've taken weight off. I'm 18 pounds down. Is that when I was younger, is that my point is, is get these, get these actions uh, on your physical health. Set them up as habits now. I don't care what age you are. Just now. But try to get healthier is because you know, it's be business. Marcus, Marcus is unbelievably healthier. <coughs> Excuse me. He's he's not a young guy. He's older than both of us. Not a lot of people know that. But he's uh, you know, he's doing really, really well. He's down quite a bit. He's in great shape. Probably best, he's probably in the best shape that he was like since 40. He's in the back there. Mike Carlin, another guy, he's killing it. Uh, you know, he's doing well. Mike just needs more sleep. The guy never fucking sleeps. I don't understand. Right. right. <laughs> and so, you know, on your mental health, you know, I've I've mentioned I've I've had a I've had I've seen some things that other humans just shouldn't see. And and I've been oh, blessed. yeah. You know, God's God's given me a a a uh, a weird um a weird ability to take that burden on and deal with it correctly. But yet seeing everything that I've seen and and that the thing that's destructed in my mind more is my my business the stresses of my business have done more damage to me and and a lot of it was was self-inflicted if i would have just outsourced things you know when we when i say i outsourced our our finances is it's been a progression i've always had a cpa and and we had in-house bookkeeping for a long time then we a couple of years ago three four years ago we outsourced that maybe five years ago and then we outsourced and we had more powwows, more meetings and events with our with our CPA. Then we brought our CPA and our financial advisors in. So yeah. the group keeps growing. Is that listen? Is that I can tell you right now? Is that growing up the way I did? Is I related everything back to my credit score and my bank account, and it really stressed me out. And I just wish I would have learned to take and outsource things. And have somebody that really knew how to save me on the tax paying side of things and really knew how to the right time to go from a sole proprietor to an LLC and from an LLC to an S Corp is, 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 is I've been good at it, but I could have been better. And so make sure that you surround yourself with really financially savvy people. Listen and, and, and take that advice. Anything to um, add? They, they made the mistakes. They've done it. So why do you need to repeat the mistakes if you can get the proper advice? Amen. Amen. Now, yeah. empire building. This is our last little topic. Instant yeah. versus versus sustained. Sorry? Is instant versus sustained. 
So you've seen it. How many how many people come in? They're starting these small businesses up, and they've got these. You know, just slow down, build a foundation. So I'd love to hear your your take on that. Well, we've helped. Like I said, we've helped a lot of detailers come in, start, grow, and then all of a sudden, you know, for some reason, they think they know more than us or whatever, and they're going to go off here, spend money there, learn this, learn that. And then, uh, you know, buy this, buy that. And then six months later, they're, you know, they're not buying much from you anymore. And then uh, seven months later, they're out of business. I'm not saying it's because they stopped buying from us that they're out of business. I'm saying that it's because they started to lose focus. Amen. I don't know if that makes sense. To no, you it does. It does. But I, 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 and again, I, and again, I don't want it to sound like, oh, I stopped using IGL. My business went to the shits. When you used IGL, we were in your corner. We were working with you, helping you build. And then all of a sudden, you go somewhere else because you think it's the cool thing to do. And and then you realize that, well, that support isn't there all the time. And, well, it's the 28th of the month. Now they're calling me for an order. Uh, you know, we, we, we've never called anybody looking for orders. Yeah. Uh, that's, not our, that's not our thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Our, our job is to help you fill your shop up with vehicles and business or outside your shop if you're mobile or think outside the box, go industrial, commercial, uh, you know, different things like that. We just want to make sure that you can be in a position to make those correct decisions. And then what happens is these guys fragment, fragmentation. Yeah. They yeah. fragment themselves way too much. Yep. And, and then they can't, they can't get it back. And then they wonder why. And then, then they call you and say, I fell. I'm hurting right now. And can you help me back up? I'll put you back on the skateboard, but you're going to have to wear the knee, the knee pads again. You're going to have to wear the helmet again, the elbow pad. So you're going to have to do it the way I want you to do it to help you. I'm doing it for your business, not for me. For yes. your business. Yeah. And, re and respect that when people, and you go to people, respect that. A lot of people don't, they're just to use that up. And you know, it's, we always tell the mafia, you know, you come to training and I say this every single training, every new group, Never leave this group because of financial hardship Yeah, is that we will get you through. It's not the monthly. We put the monthly fee you pay to be a part of us back into the group anyway. It's not okay. about that, but we want to see you succeed. Just don't abuse that. But if you need, you know, two months where you just can't pay the membership because you're getting going or you just had a kid or you helped your kids out with a, their first car, whatever it may be, don't leave it. Stay engaged. And if you stay engaged, we'll help you along. It's not yeah. about the sale. It's not about it's it's about helping you along. But you got to be willing to help yourself. If you're not stepping in there and doing the heavy lifting, then we're not going to lift with you. You know, is that? And so many times, and I don't think everybody says in today's society. No, man, people have been lazy since the dawn of time. There was that one caveman out there that sat back and wasn't a hunter or gatherer. He or she was a taker. That was from early the dawn of man. There's been takers, and you can't be a taker. And you know what? And I and I and since this is our last little topic, I just want to say that I hope that the people that do go to SEMA uh, network a lot uh, and 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 spend time talking to people. Pick the people that you want. Pick their brains. The people yeah. that you wanted to pick. Try to get time with them. Uh, you know, I want to thank, uh, you know, like I said, we came into this industry with a totally different background. So, yeah, I sucked up a lot what you guys were doing for the last 20, 30 years. And I wanted to impose what I do good 
or well into that and to help us grow our company. And, you know, the software, the two biggest things that have happened to the detailing industry is the coatings and the software. Amen. Far by far none, by far yeah. none. And, and uh, you know, and your Able's done a fantastic job. Detail Bookie's done an amazing job. And, and, and you know what, we've, we've uh, Rod, Rod and Jody, I love yeah, those guys. Right. Rod, you know, Jody, we were, we were, they were in our shop 20 years ago. We own shop still. Yeah. Checking out the software. I mean, how cool is that? And, man, and, they and, couldn't. And, and that's the thing. You know, people don't realize that these are tools. And we're talking, like, I think the detail bookie, if you're an IGL customer or whatever, I think it's 39 bucks a month. It's like. If you can't afford 39 bucks a month, close the doors, go away. Yeah, yeah. Or at least make this as your side gig until you can, until you're, you know. It, go it's ridiculous. Because yeah. that $39 a month is going to be the cheapest employee you've ever had in your life. It's going to generate the most ROI for you that you've ever had in your life. A and those are smart business decisions, not bad ones. And these are things, like I said, you've got to talk to people, ask the questions. And if people are not willing to share and, and help you, you're talking to the wrong people. No, I agree. Well, you know, we have speaking of seeing, we got our big party on Wednesday night. We've had it. We started super this. important. You got to attend the party. Yeah, and then you guys, you guys are backing up. I mean, you guys, you'll be at ours. You guys are going over to Justin. You're involved. We're with sponsored. Justin. Yeah, we're sponsored there also. Okay. At Justin Days. Uh, yep. And uh, I think we're silver or whatever it is sponsor there. We're working with Chris and you guys. Uh, I think we're gonna have like a lot of stuff to give away at your party to raffle off. And I'm not talking cheap raffle gifts. I'm talking gifts that are going to wow people. Yeah. So if you want an opportunity to win one of these gifts, show up to Rennie's party. Uh, yeah. You know, you could walk away with, uh, you know, a two, $300 gift. And we're going to not only have one of those, we may have three or four of those to give away at Rennie's party. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do packages this year. So we're going to only do about six giveaways. Yeah. Guys with, with guy with people like IGL and and PNS Auto Geek, all these different people that come in and support it, you're probably going to look at looking at a, a dollar value of a thousand to two thousand dollar packages. Yeah, that, it's going to be crazy. I I think uh, we had them prepare four four items for four yeah. gifts for you guys. Yeah. So we'll get yeah. those off to well cool. Marcus will bring them in K two and they'll cool. be delivered. Well, yeah, yeah, hey, I was gonna I was gonna throw out there, you know, this was the first week I really started pushing the party. Uh it's when registration started. Uh I've got 285 tickets claimed already in just three days. Wow, wow. So we're, we're we booked up we booked our place for five hundred. Yep. So we had four hundred plus last time. We booked it for five hundred. And guys, you're gonna see there, this is an it's 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 a it's it's Switzerland. We've get every manufacturer up there. We want everybody there. As long as you're not an asshole, we want you there. Uh, we 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 take we have a good time. It's 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 we just man the 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 people that are there. Um, this is kind of cool. I just found out last night. I made an invite. Is that my dad's coming? And so uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a little emotional because uh, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, and and pretty you know cool. what? These are the type of events like that party. Uh, you know, you invited me and our team, the, I think five years ago when we first started with Seaman, I was like, okay, who's this guy? And, you know, right. and my people would say, oh, that's Rennie Doyle. And I, I, you know, we didn't know each other at the time, 
And right. I think that's when we first met and we, you know, we shared a cigar and I wasn't even much of a freaking cigar smoker, but we right. did anyways. And, but yeah. this is the party that you need to go to. And when you see Rennie or you see myself or Chris or anybody, um, a Mike Phillips, a Megan Poirier, anybody that you see that you, you've always wanted to ask a question or say hi or hug or I'm French Canadian. So I hug and kiss everybody. You know that, but yes, <laughs> that, that's the place to do it. That's the place to go. And, and you know what, we're not going to feel, I, I would never feel like you're interrupting me no. uh, to come and talk to me. I, I would be more than happy, more than happy to talk to anybody and, and listen and share my ideas or answer your questions or whatever. Well, here are their ideas, man. There's some good, there's some smart SOBs out there. There's some smart men and women. This is why we have the products we have. Yeah. Some of them were generated by ideas or by people. Look, Bernice, Bernice Berry, glue yeah. off. If anybody yeah. knows about window tint glue, Bernice does. We worked with Bernice for two and a half years to develop that product. Genco, you know, we worked a long time with Jen to develop that product. And just the input of our people. I know you guys got Sydney, you got Kyle, you got, yeah. and these guys, they're in it every day. They're in it every day. Yeah, they absolutely. know what they need. And you guys are in it every day. And we, it, it's nothing. There's no, there's no bigger honor than when somebody comes up and introduces themselves. Yeah. I just, no bigger honor. I, you know what? Introduce. I'm just a dude. 15 people know who I am. Who cares? Yeah. But you, you guys, you the men and women of this industry, you guys are the stars, man. You're what makes it happen, and I'm just—it's such an honor. I, I was getting on a plane, and we'll, we'll 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 scoot out of here. I was getting on a plane to come back from I was in uh, Connecticut for an event, and uh, was uh, did the keynote down there over there, and it was a blast. I'm coming home, and this 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 uh, there's people getting off the airplane. We're going to be boarding it, and all of a sudden, this this young man he kind of looked at me, walked by, and he came back, and he goes, "Hey, are you Rennie Doyle?" And I almost fainted. You know, I saw and, that photo. Yeah. And, and he goes, you know, he goes, Oh my God, you know, I, I just, it, you know, just, we had this discussion. He fripped out. Cause I was like, Hey man, can I get a picture? You know, he goes, can I get a picture with you? And I said, only if I can get one with you and we got to tag each other. That, and, that, that still blows my mind though. That I'm still not used to yet. Right. And I don't know because in, in the grocery business and the other worlds I come from, taking pictures with me was not a thing. No, yeah, 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 yeah. People want to take pictures and I'm always yeah. like, what the hell you want to take a picture with my ugly mug? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny because my you know my search rescue buddies, my military buddies, they're like, people really want to take a picture with you, and I'm like, yeah, they're like, why? Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah believe it or not, you know. Well, anyways, everybody's welcome to come by. We're gonna have all of our lounges again. Uh, cool. Hey, there's our layout for their SEMA booth. We're just finalizing it, and you know what? We're gonna have. Uh, I believe so much in the software side of things. Detail bookies is in our booth. Uh, we're going to have a section just for them. Uh, you know, we wanted to help them grow too and, uh, be part of it. And, uh, you know what? I, I love good people and Dustin Jackson is good people. He's good people. He's good people. There's so many, I mean, like you said, there's, there's so many great saw who would have ever guessed that. And you look at how the software companies are handling themselves. I mean, they're just, you know, they're just, they're just Super we're surrounded by all these amazing people. And honestly, in my career, going back to when it was a little more, you know, fist, uh, I love seeing it. So, hey, Joel, uh, let's get out of here. How do people reach out to you? Well, they can reach me at uh, jlapalm at igelcoatingsusa.com. Okay. 
or uh, my cell number, 647-456-7764. And Chris can put both of them in the comments. People think that's weird. The president of the company giving out his cell phone number. Uh, Randy, you know you call, I answer, or text. I'm pretty oh, yeah. quick. Yeah. I do it for everybody. And a lot of people don't know, Joel and I are good for conversations. We we, we talk often. Oh, yeah, very much so. Good, he's a couple times people. a month anyways. Yeah, he's good people. But, Joel, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. Hey, guys, every, everybody, again, if you if you like this, hey, make sure to share it. Uh, stomp on that like button. Subscribe to it. And uh, we grow because of you. Again, if you want to – if there's a, something that you want to take and hear about, a topic – or you want to have some special guest on that you think would really do. We're all about benefiting other people. You know, we don't promote the podcast. It's about just helping one or two people that are listening every day. That's the whole, the whole purpose of it. I don't want to be Joe Rogan. Never will be. Don't care. Uh, we just want to help people out with re real solutions with real people. So Joel, you're definitely that. Uh, we really appreciate it. So guys, take care. Love you Joel, guys. Hard to believe, man. We will be seeing you in a very short time. Can't wait to hang out. We'll see you Tuesday at SEMA. See you, buddy. Later, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Right. See ya.